Hello listeners, this is Lee Price. This is Will Ford from Football365. And you're listening, smartly, to At, At The, the Bridge, Bridge Pod, Pod, a Chelsea, Chelsea FC podcast. podcast, although I would describe it as THE Chelsea FC Podcast. It's time for another episode of At The Bridge Pod, your number one Chelsea FC podcast, Coming up on this episode... The contract extension we were all waiting for has been pen signed, sailed, delivered. Two more years of Marcus Bettinelli. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of At The Bridge Pod. I'm joined in a virtual room filled with some of the Lions. Another casualty tonight. Not not here, but I've got Berth and I've got Ollie. He's returned and it was the international break and we are only just surfacing from our naps. But other than the sleep that we all had, to, you know, we, we had to do something over the weekend. What, what were your highlights from the weekend? Oh, well, uh, my dad came to visit me, so I spent the weekend with my dad. Oh, nice. Any yeah, nice. A very nice time, you know. I, just... It's always nice to have a family member come visit. That is true. I was just thinking for some reason you and your dad eating nachos. Don't know why that went there. But... Now we have That's steak. Weird. That's... You had steak. But what yeah. type of steak? Rare? Medium rare? Well done. Burnt? Uh, it, was, it was like rare. We went to like a, a, a one of those steakhouses where they like cut the uh, the actual meat off of the big long skewer for you. Oh, right. I wonder where you were going with that. Oh, nice. Like, yeah, that, that sounded a bit... This has been a weird start to the podcast. If start. <laughs> this has been... Very strange. I mean, yeah. wow. I mean, did you get to watch your Minnesota United draw 1-1 with the Whitecaps? Unfortunately, I, I just <laughs> missed that one. But, I, you know, I, I'm sure I'll get the next one. I heard that wow. in the... I did hear in the last podcast the, <laughs> the update that we had, and I was I was very pleased. So, go go Minnesota. Oh, what, what about you, Berth? There was no MLS <laughs> teams for yourself, but... No, I mean, I'll be honest. My highlights actually come this morning. I... Uh... I passed my. That's not C1. the weekend. That's not the weekend. No, no, but my weekend is very boring. God. Wow. Oh, what happened no. on your weekend? Well, Monday. Uh, what? Well, uh, okay. Well, sorry. I've, uh, that's like being like, what, what, what did you have for dinner? And you're like, well, for breakfast, I had this. Not the question. <laughs> you know what? You know what? Well, you know what? I won't say what happened. I want to know. No, we want to know. Come on. My weekend oh. was shit. My weekend oh. was shit. Let's just do the podcast, shall we? No, no, yeah, I want to know what, what happened this morning. Come on. Let's dude. talk come about on. Ollie eating steak again. No, but on a serious note, I actually passed my theory test, my C1 driver's license. Oh, so, well, done. well yeah, um, what does a C1 let you actually drive? Um, a lorry. Nice, nice. that's really cool. Yeah, but so, a trucker. He's yeah. gonna he's gonna be driving the Coca Cola Christmas truck in about. Uh, I am seven yeah. seven seven months. It comes earlier every year. Uh, <laughs> for me, for me. <laughs> It it was a huge winning weekend for the city of Seattle sports teams. Let's get that Woo! bell. Uh, Sounders 4-1 win over Sporting Kansas City. And then future Hall of Fame linebacker Bobby Wagner re-signed for the Seahawks on a one-year deal. Let's fucking go. I'm happy. I was really chuffed. I was I was just over the moon waking up on Sunday looking at my phone going, yeah. Um, yeah, I woke up more hype than when I find that extra chicken nugget in my McDonald's meal. Oh, so, I remember that. That, oh, that yeah, was a highlight of your week as well. It you was. It was a good week. Point. It was. Yeah, it really was. With that, let's hit some news from the weekend. I'm getting the boring one out of the way because I've read enough about this today. But Chelsea have today announced its annual financial results for the year ending in 
30th of June 2022. The club made an overall net loss of £121.3 million. Despite the loss in the year, the club continued to comply with UEFA and Premier League financial regulations. This was obviously heavily impacted by the club being put under government sanctions last year. And I noticed some fans and rival fans start mocking, going, well, when you spend £600 million, no, no, that is this year. Not like it's like no one read that date ending in 22, and everyone all of a sudden thought, Well, you spent 600 million, it was after June 22. For fuck's sake, come on. Uh, <laughs> catching up on how our blues are doing for their respective countries now, uh, Nodi Madueke showed the dog in him by coming onto the field in the second half for the under 21 England side, where well, they were playing one of the best youth teams in the world in France, and they were doing very well in that first half. But he played 20 minutes, scored and assisted two in a 4-0 win. Man of the match in his back pocket. Thank you very much. Andre Santos made his full senior debut for the Brazil national team. Held his own. Not phenomenal performance, but come on. If you expected a caca-like performance for his debut, put down the glass. I, I certainly had to. We've got him really hyped up, but not not quite at that level. Uh, Kepa made a world-class save against Norway, a save so good even the striker of the ball, Frederick Arousness, applauded, which was nice to see. He must have adamantium in his bones because that shot would have shattered my hands into shards of glass if you've seen it. Uh, Kai Havertz bagged an assist for Germany, then stepped up to take a penalty to add a goal to that tally and hit the post. But the ball came back to him. But the ball touched no other player in the whole sequence, so when Outside. it did... Yeah, well, he not quite. much luck with his pens, does he? Well, when it came back to him and he scored the rebound, you, you're not allowed to do that because FIFA. You, you just, you, it's got to touch another player or whatever. Uh, and Reese James came home due to his leg. I'm pulling my scared face now, dude. Uh, don't like when I hear Reese James and injuries. But what, Didn't what, Havertz you... pull out as well because of illness? He had an illness which has been... Yeah, we don't know any more than that. Apparently, he wants to leave as well, according to rumours reports. Uh, what would you wish to dive further into in that or something else, whatever? I think is it, surely it's got to be Reese James, right? I'm a bit scared no, see, for that guy. No, but you see, I, I saw um, on Twitter or someone reported that he actually it isn't. It's just a precaution that he's come out of the England squad. I think apparently it's just because he, his hamstring didn't feel right. Um, it just felt a bit uncomfortable. That's all it was. It wasn't a, oh, we, it's gone again. It was just a sort of precaution, mm. just a few tests. So I think I'm fairly positive about it. It's not ideal, um, but I think I'm fairly positive about the whole situation. Obviously, with Reese, you are scared that this is going to be a reoccurring thing, but I, I think he'll be okay. I, I think he'll be fit and ready to go. I'm we, with uh, you on this one, but okay. I think it's I think it's purely precautionary. Yeah. I mean, Hopefully it is. Yeah, Hopefully you, it is. you get nervous. You do get nervous because of obvious reasons, because obviously he's been out and he's such a key player for us. And there's such a lot of workload playing the right wing back role up and down, defending, attacking. You know, not everyone can do it, Trent. So you've got to... Uh, yeah, you've Ooh. got to... Uh, it's true. I'm not, I'm not, you know, <laughs> I'm not allowing that. <laughs> Trent, Trent is very good on the attacking side of the ball, defending... Trent is very good at being Trent. Trent can he's be very good he at wants. that. <laughs> you really know what? Is. Trent is a fantastic. He's a fantastic football player. Really good football player. But actually, as a Premier League right back, I think he's a bit suspect. That's mm. how I describe Trent. I don't oh. think he's a very good defender. 
<laughs> I think that's that, true. I think that's fair. He's an excellent right back and a bad defender. Yeah. I don't think he's a bad defender. I don't think he's a world class defender. Uh, right. I, I will take this at a tangent, and I'm sure you guys have seen it. I really hope you have. But the IFAB announced this weekend that from July 1st, the IFAB rule changes have prevented goalkeepers from taunting during penalties. So, Oh, this wound me up so much. Oh, my word. I will get to how I feel about it. I mean, so essentially, goalkeepers cannot touch goalposts and nets. They cannot delay the execution of a penalty. They can't unfairly distract the taker. Behaviours that show fail to show respect will also be not tolerated. So obviously Emmy Martinez did announce his retirement from football at the end of this season because of it. <laughs> but ser- seriously, my take on this is the amount of favoritism showed to those who take penalties is just absurd. They they already enjoy a significant advantage. They haven't obviously kicked out the stutter run-ups or the hop, skip and jump run-ups either. Look, you cannot have this bias towards the taker but it's just not fair. You know, I'd, I'd just scrap all of these rules and just bring in hockey-style shootouts, the OG MLS penalties. And if you don't know what those are, you're, you're bloody missing out because get on YouTube after this show. Essentially, the shootout started 35 yards, or that's 32 metres from the goal, and the player would have five seconds to attempt a shot. And the player could make as many moves, as many jukes or turns, whatever, as he could in a breakaway situation in the five seconds, attempt a shot, Fail to do so if he didn't take a shot or if it hits the goalkeeper or whatever, that's a miss. Because what's what's the point? No, it's just no fun now. I mean, Emma Martins is hilarious and we all love his shit hours already. But the fact that they literally can't do anything, but the, the bloody taker can do all that he wants, you know, make a cup of coffee, have a laugh, whatever. He, it's it's what, annoying. It annoys me so much because the, it's taken all of the psychological aspect out of a penalty but, you yeah know, most people a, hate shootouts anyway a penalty is like a huge you know a, a huge mountain to overcome for both the goalie and the and the player to not psych themselves out mm. so having a little bit of sort of like psychological warfare is such an important part of the game for me and the, you know you've got like all of this with the the penalty takers being protected and stuff about having like a dummy penalty taker and all that but they won't protect the keepers for like ha- having to protect their own psychology as well i do you know it seems like the, everything I, they're doing is just they're trying to make more goals in the sport because they think it's more profitable it's it's a one-way street which should be a two-way it, you can't it's See, not it's just not fair but i i slightly disagree with you because i i think when you look at the whoever takes the penalty, how can they really put the keeper off? Whereas the keeper can put the the penalty taker off quite quite clearly. I mean, you look at Emmy Martinez in the World Cup final. Um, I think the first first two that France missed. I think one of them, Martinez, had like walked up to the penalty taker. He was doing some weird dance. I don't know what he was doing. <laughs> Um, he was doing something <laughs> to put him off, and then when I think it was true, many stepped up to take the penalty. Um, Martinez just grabbed the ball and just launched the ball, just threw the ball before true many took it. Now, if you're a penalty taker, what can what can you do to top that? To like in mind games, but the thing wise, is, you can't. That, but the the psychological aspect is already so much in favour of the taker, and the whole advantage of a penalty is in favour of the taker. That's the point. So yeah. you're taking away like the one thing that goalies actually do have. And what and the other thing that frustrates me about this is they didn't have to make this a rule. 
they could have filed this. Uh, they could have filed this under a new statute, under like unsportsmanlike conduct or whatever. Mm. And then each referee can decide at their own discretion. But, no. but I, I do think that Emmy Martinez took it too, and I do think he takes it too far because I think he's a dickhead with it. Yeah, <laughs> he is. He is. No, he absolutely that, that, is. But... You, you cannot do that. Like, but that, there's also little unfair. mind games and stuff that you know that that goalies can play that now they're not going to be able to and. It basically they're just it seems like they're trying to turn every penalty into a guaranteed goal. You may as well take the keeper out altogether. No well, one if never it's forget. keeper though. Oh, it's just you I've, can save it. I always remember the penalty that Paul Pogba took and he took about what was it, ten seconds to do the run up. Yeah. I can't have that. That, that come on. What or the like fuck? when you think about like um like the penalty for Ghana versus Uruguay in the World Cup, obviously there's been massive influence there on both sides of the ball. Right? How do you mm. how do you legislate for for something like that where you know there's a handball off the line and it's a guarantee goal? There's massive psychological pressure on the striker in that sense. You know, like I feel like there's more important aspects of penalties that they really could have looked at, and there are more important rules in football that they should be looking at, and they're not. And they've done this. There is own. Oh well, there's all we've we've noticed that in general life that there's always a way to solve a problem that doesn't exist. That I feel dead, like now we like chucking a dead cat in the middle of a room and everyone just looks at you know. It's, once once a game, if there's a penalty, a member of the coaching staff should be allowed to come on and just get an excavator and just scuff up the penalty spot with the excavator. That should be allowed. <laughs> That's you the know, way. You know what I think? I actually think it should be a member of the crowd. Oh, that's get the good. Well, we, the know, crowd. we know that get the most, no get get the most drunken person out the crowd <laughs> on each team, and they have to take a penalty. Well, I think how, it, I think you got to take. I think it's got to be the managers. Oh yeah, you'd love you to see get, Roy Hodgson you, I want, take I, a penalty. I would love to see Sean Dyche smash it top. Bill. Oh yeah, that would be amazing. Sean Dyche can take a penalty though. He is good at. Penalties. I've seen him. So, yeah, I've, yeah. Seen, I've seen an old video in the past of when he takes one, and it is exactly how you would expect. Re- refer to yeah. take a penalty. Referring back to an episode we did on David Luiz, just get him in the uh, the golf cart and he could just do uh, like um, donuts around the penalty spot to scuff yeah. it up. <laughs> Iconic, no, the, the other, legend. I think, you know, uh, an interesting one, to go back to your idea about like the MLS penalties, Mikey, yes. what they should do is they should start with the ball in the centre circle, right? Right, on the, right? right where they kick off and a player on each goal line, just one, your opposite number. Mm. And it's a one-on-one for the penalty. Yeah. That'd be fun. I would love that. The problem with that is, though, like after 120 minutes in a shootout, you'd be knackered. Tough. Oh, well, that's don't get to problem. 120 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's just <laughs> tough. Be bitter. Be right. bitter. <laughs> exactly. Get to the gym. You're a top um, 1% athlete, but do, do more. Do more cardio. Right. International breaks shouldn't, shouldn't be boring. I mean... They are the time oh, where we, we. Oh, I know. We, we, this is where we <laughs> chill out. We kick back, try some random topics that could become reoccurring segments for future episodes. Last week, we put out on Twitter the question: "What football phrase do you dislike the most?" And the responses were quite quite wild. I mean, honestly, the response from one question was uh, something was really good. Uh, this was all inspired by another person's question on a social media thread I found. So I'm going to read through some from our list that we got and, and their list. Uh, so whoever posted that originally, we're we're eternally grateful for the inspiration. And we've stole the replies as well. So we'll read some out and then let the team discuss and debate. Then uh, we throw our own in. And it, it's a bit like Football Room 101 that we used to run. But instead of a room, we'll just fire these into the sun. 
So, oh, that was a bit. I it was a I bit. Like that. That. It was like, whoa! Like we apologise <laughs> in advance for any broken eardrums, <laughs> yeah. listeners, because we know so we know so... they didn't like the lion before no, no. that. The first time that happened, <laughs> the lion of the week. That, so, that one's going to be a mess. I'll, I'll read off. <laughs> I'll read off the first four because I've got how many did I write down? Twelve. So this was the first four I found. Uh, when I was a kid, you you need to play in the prem to be recognised. Starboy. Now that one I've never heard anyone use before. What? Why does my mind instantly turn to Mason Mount when I hear that though? <laughs> uh, quarterback. Now David Luiz will always be our quarterback. Always. Uh, what? What? Do you, any of those? Do you think? Oh yeah, I don't know. We don't need that in the game. I don't like quarterback at all. Oh, <laughs> no, uh, okay. no, that's, I'm, that's I'm such with Ali on this one. No, I, I, I'm with Ali. Uh, that's a personal attack on me. I yeah, use it, and I'm, I'm never not. It's true, you though. Said the you others, said, I was thinking, oh, and then you said quarterback. I was like, nah, it's that Jorginho, one. <laughs> David Luiz, they ping the ball, they caught well. Nah, yeah, called, but it's not. It's, it's called not. like a deep line playmaker. You know, <laughs> it's not American football, is it? Like we're playing football, we're playing. But you soccer, wouldn't call a wide like... receiver a wing back, would you? Uh, well. Yeah. Do you call Tom Brady a centre back <laughs> or a centre mid? You don't do yeah, or so. a register. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I used to call him uh, a cheat because of inf- Deflategate and Spygate. But hey, that this it's not about Tom Brady. Not everything's about the uh, the goat. Uh, here's another few. I've got the misuses of the term false nine. I, yeah, I, I hate that I, one. Yeah, a lot of it is a false. <laughs> he's playing a false nine. Do we know just because he's a Chelsea forward that doesn't score goals, that doesn't make him a false nine? Just <laughs> well, actually, yeah, oh, it, it depends what you mean, I suppose. But false nine, well, all yeah. nines are false nines, aren't um, they? <laughs> ball ball striking. Never heard of this one before. Help me out. Help me out. Never heard of it. Honestly, I've never Balls, heard any. As in ball striking. Yeah, ball striking. I don't. I was like, never heard that. No. In, it's when just, it, just, it's it's just when you're very uh, the unfortunate one in the wall at a free kick. I think. Uh, oh, was it Marcus Babel against Chelsea? No, it's about how someone hits the ball, isn't it? It's about oh, how someone. You know what? Oh, I love yeah. Mikey. Can I just say right? I love how you made Marcus Babel. Sound very French. Babel. Marcus Babel. Babel, friend of the ami of the show. It it took me a while to get some of these references because I realised some people were doing a a Graham Potter reference. There's they just didn't want it enough. That's a phrase that could just describe a lot of Chelsea performances this season. Uh, heritage. Now now bang the gavel because I used this just the other week to describe Mudrick's goal celebration. I like this one, football heritage. I like it's a, heritage. It's yeah, a very like easy way heritage. to describe something that just is innately football. Uh, in the moment, I saw as well. Someone said, "In the moment, this moment." Yeah, <laughs> you know, I, like, I agree with that. When they talk yeah. about Graham Potter, does it? He like, uses it so fo- much. Football in moments, and it's like, no, just, just say we shit, mate. Like, my well, my favorite moment, one. We shit. My favorite one. Graham Potter ever said was, "How long is a piece of string?" <laughs> it just makes oh. me chuckle. It just dear. makes me laugh every time. Christ. Oh dear! Um, oh dear! Uh, tie instead of draw. I'm no, sulking it's now. A draw. I'm sulking. It's a draw. <laughs> it's not a tie. It's a draw. Uh, is a dog. Now I'm sulking even more. No, that, and again, eat, you know what? I'm, no, I, I I'm, eat, I'm eating. I'm eating two tubs of ice cream right now. I'm hurt. No dog in me right now. I'm a puppy. No, I don't like. No, no, I actually, I fully agree. That one is awful. I hate it yeah, so much. Yeah, that is 
it's, so just, it's basically just like a, a, a PG-13 way to say someone's a bit of a shithouse. You know? <laughs> That's all it means. Well, actually, yeah. it means that they've got like something about them. They've got a top-quality top Yeah, they're a shithouse. That's what it means. Can I, um, <laughs> can, can I throw one into the mix? Of I course you can. I absolutely hate this one, and I've had this one for the past year where it's sort of become relevant. Um, when someone describes a player as beginning to cook... Now, I absolutely hate that saying. <laughs> Basically, when they say beginning to cook, you're describing someone who's a bit shit at football. I've seen Anthony be described as beginning to cook, so we know of him. Yeah, or Sancho. He does the odd skill here and there, and people will make a compilation video saying, this is him to, uh, beginning to cook, He's and I hate to- it. It is oh, the worst no, saying I've ever heard. You're absolutely spot on, Berth. I've got one as well. Uh, well I've got go a few, go. but this is one of them is um, clear and obvious error. Uh, if it's clear, um, it's yeah. probably also obvious. Yeah, that's, that's true. That is that's true. true. And that VAR is, so is not used for those anymore, is it? It's used for defining if it's a, is that is that a fingernail off? Oh, it's a clear happen. and obvious fingernail. <laughs> that, that 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 the advantage they had from that offside. Oh, you know his fingernail was just a centimeter offside. Well, that's the advantage. It got him, got him to score that goal. Uh, there's two more. <laughs> oh, the boys gave everything, but oh. they did right. They did uh, right. You know, yeah. you, but I, you could. Uh, for the th- I think the thing that one's been mean. That is so. A, into that a, is in, such a Graham Potter reference. Yeah, it's been I memed into a million because of Potter, but away. it really, it really. Is only become it really has only become a meme because he said it when we really yeah, he's said it everything. too much. They gave everything <laughs> today. Oh, oh dear. And the one they also put was they're asking the question. Oh, I hate that one. Yeah, no, yeah. yeah. No, oh, right, I've got a few, I've rubbish. got a few more, Berth. Do you have any? Oh, I'm I'm ready. Um, I've got one, and I've never really liked this sort of saying. Um when people say a double pivot in midfield, I don't know why. It really annoys me. Just say they're both centre mids because that's what they are. They're not a double pivot. We're not like from friends here. Like this is <laughs> just yeah. The, like pivot. He's a holding. He's a holding midfielder next to another holding midfielder. That's a that's There's a good way midfield. to, to put There's it. No double pivot. If you wonder, listeners, I, I've just quickly done a Google search. A, a single pivot operates alone in the spaces between the defensive and the attacking units. A but, double but the thing pivot. Is right. Hang on, a double pivot. Sorry. A double pivot, as the name suggests, adds a second player in that zone. <laughs> but the thing is, right, no one says, oh, he's good in that single pivot. A triple pivot? No one says that. Someone like Dion no Dublin would say that. triple pivot. Double pivot, though. The stairs Everyone leading up says. to the bedroom. Uh, the thing is, I don't think managers use that for terminology either, and that's the thing. It's like, you mm, wouldn't have no, a manager saying he's good in like, the double pivot. Because, playing because players do there? so much more than just operate in those spaces. So... Mm. I, I've got Hello. a couple. I, I've Go got a couple on. as well. So um, I've got so the way they use parking the bus now, uh, like w- the way people use parking the bus now to denote basically just being a bit defensive. Yeah, whereas that's really, fair. that's so parking fair. the bus really needs to be last ditch tackles, throwing everything you've got in front of the ball by any means necessary, defending the goal. Being and a two thousand and five Jose Mourinho side, <laughs> exactly, exactly like that. Yeah. Um, there's one that just generally giving, like praising the referee for giving advantage. I hate to sound like Roy Keane, but that's his job. Um, Shocking, I am. <laughs> I knew that was something. Do you know what we might? I think we need a "that's his job" kind of. Uh, 
That's his uh, job. <laughs> um, one that he's not that type of player. Uh, whereas, <laughs> love that, love that. Hate this one because you, like you don't know. No, but nobody does. So you know, someone might seem like the nicest person in the world. Get on the football pitch, accidentally get a red card, and they go, "Oh, he's not that kind of player." And he might go home and just like kick animals for like fun, right? Wow. Don't uh, you just you you have no idea. You you just don't know. And then the last one, which I I didn't I, I've realised it only annoys me that every time I read it even more is some is when people use a phrase like he's got a cultured left foot. Oh, I've not heard that one. When someone says like, "Oh, he's like he's got a cultured pass," or he's got like a, it like it doesn't mean anything. It just means he's like fairly technical. And I just <laughs> it's just the complete wrong use of the word in every oh, way, every way, and it, it annoys me so much. I've got another good one, which really annoys me when people say it. He's getting into good positions. Oh, he's getting in. He, he was. Yeah, he was doing well. Yeah. That. He was he was ready to score, didn't score, but he was ready. That is the the biggest excuse for someone for saying someone shit in front of goal. Right? <laughs> you do not. No one says about Erling Haaland that he gets into good positions. No, they say, say he scores. He does, He's though. really good. <laughs> yeah, he does. But because he scores every single chance he has, no one mentions his good positions. Uh, How mean, many times over the years, right? Have you heard someone describe a Chelsea striker as getting into good positions? Well, it uh, goes along with the fact that they're also a false nine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I mean, exactly. looking at looking at some of them, I, I feel personally attacked because looking down on the list that I pulled out, uh, I can count at least five I use on a daily basis. So I was like, oh. It seems uh, like you're annoying the masses, Mikey. <laughs> so, oh, there you go. There's the assassin ready to take me down. So, yeah, there we go. If there's any for you listeners that you want to, uh, anything I say in general. Yeah, just, stick them in Discord. If you're on our Discord, the Discord. It's, uh, there's, there'll be a link somewhere, I'm sure. But um, exactly, jump in, jump in the Discord and tell us your own. Yeah, yeah, pretty much, pretty much. So, I am currently there. We go. Uh, what's that? Is that a Lone Army Carousel drop on a Monday that I was just struggling to find on my list? We we move yes to the Lone Army Carousel as promised on Friday, due to it being a more personal show with less lions. We will. Oh, be it having... was nice to have former Blue back for a, for a, for, for a one day, week only. Yeah, for one was... week. And I, I won it as well. He won. Yeah. You won. He did really yeah. well. One of one. Uh, look, it was. We're going to have a double ride today. The rules. Uh, I'm going to ask a question. <laughs> that as multiple answers, you guys each give me an answer in turn. Yeah, and if you get double one wrong, run. okay. Uh, yeah, we we know, we know. Oh shush. So, and uh, by the way, if you take too long, you will have till the end of Jason Cundy <laughs> asking the question. Has anyone seen Spurs? Oh yeah, we love that. Oh, I so love that. I love that so much, but it's going to be so hard to concentrate. <laughs> if that goes on. This this week. Because it's the international break. There are two questions, obviously, and both have a European Championship theme. So the first question is name every winner of the European Championships. It began in 1960 and there are 10 to choose from. And we're going to start with birth. So 10 as in European Championships, as in... There's 10 winners because obviously some teams won it multiple times. So. It's in the Euros and not the yes. Champions League. Is that no? Yeah, okay, sorry. Um, yeah, okay. Chelsea right. have not won the European Championships yet. Okay, uh, we'll start off pretty easy. Uh, Italy, twenty twenty and nineteen sixty eight. Uh, Portugal, twenty sixteen. Greece, two thousand and four. 
Spain won it twice, didn't they? Like in the 2010s. They won it in 2012, 2008, and 1964. Mm. Germany. Oh, 1996, 1980, and 1972. Um, the Netherlands. Oh, 1988. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> I know they've not been good for a while, but I thought they must have one. Um, France. 2000 and 1984. Uh, uh, has anyone seen? Uh, no, I'm out. <laughs> oh, that's it. But but we start with but yes. Yeah, so can can I keep going? I've yeah, got go for one. it. Oh, you legend. Uh, go on. Uh, Denmark. My heritage. <laughs> um. And I think Czech Republic have won it as well. I'll give it you. It was Czechoslovakia. And I'm going to give it you. And, and um, um, one left? more. One more. The, the right. original winners of the 1960 inaugural tournament. Oh, was it like the Soviet Union? It was the USSR. <laughs> yeah, USSR. <laughs> well, it's when, you, it's when you said Czechoslovakia, I was thinking, there must be some older, older countries that don't exist anymore. I think when Czechoslovakia won it, wasn't that when the Penenka penalty was? It could be. Oh yes, that, yeah. I feel that that's a bit of football heritage for you, right there. We there. Go, yeah. So I'm a, I'm a football historian. I am. <laughs> this is going to be fun. Put your second quarter into the carousel because we're going to go around again. And the second question yes. is: is name every top scorer of each European Championship. Now, this award was only official Ooh. from '96, and from 2008, if multiple players were tied for goals scored, it was given to the one who had the most assists. And if again it was tied, it would go to least minutes played. And I'll be fair to everyone and reveal that in 2012, six players were level, and it was decided on least minutes played. And in 2020, it was tied and went down to assists. There are 26 players to choose from. As do remember, before 08, the top scorer award was shared. Ollie. Cristiano Ronaldo. Five goals in 2020. It's quite an easy choice, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go. This is, this is very risky already. Uh, Fernando Torres. 2012. Oh, what's that? Thierry Henry. Uh, running down my list. <laughs> didn't. So, Berth could steal it here. Right. I'm going to go with Alan Shearer. Woo-hoo-hoo-hoo! Yes. Oh, yeah. Come he on. He did. 1996. I think Thierry Henry did tie for one. I'll have to quickly look as I Google. Oh, uh, beating all the technicality. I think he did, but he didn't win it outright. I don't think so. Ha- no, f- in the Discord, I want to see hashtag Ollie was robbed. <laughs> <laughs> so quickly going through it, we had Anton Griezmann in 2016, David Villa, 08, Burkamp, 92, Novak for Hungary in 64, Dieter Muller in 76. I'm can't say this name properly, so I apologise. Jajic for Yugoslavia in 68. Jerkovic in 1960. It is. I thought you in 64. Hoot for France in 60. Gert Muller in 72. Henrik Larsson, not that one, for Denmark in 92. Pereira in 64. 
Rydal in 92. I'm not going to use the years now. Uh, Klaus Alofs, Van Basten, Platini, Milan Barosh. Oh! Uh, Milan Gallic, Platchik Kluivert, Savo Milosvec, Thomas Brolin, Ivanov, and Ponadel Nick, the USSR in 1960. Yeah, that's some tough one. I wouldn't have thought um, Griezmann was on there. You know, wow. playing yeah, he had that really good. Yeah, he had that really good uh, Euros where I think France lost to Portugal in the final in 2016. Can yeah. confirm, listeners, Thierry Henry did not even tie. Ah. Ooh, if you wondered. In 2020, it was Patrick Schick who got equal with Ronaldo mm, before. The, interesting. Yeah. And in 12, it was Zhorkov, Gomez, Mandzukic, Balotelli, and Ronaldo again. That's a that's a that's a tough quiz that one, you know, because you got some players from sort of yesteryear on there who were who were quite good, but you you know you might have expected someone like Zlatan to be on that list. Yeah, that's true. And he was, you know. But hey, that was that's that's the lone army carousel on a Monday, and uh, I've fallen off it twice. You fell and off a it. Double Come... one, a double one, fantastic. <laughs> a double win, a double win. Uh, with that, I just want to say thank you for listening to this episode, and listeners, I hope. You're treating yourself well because you should, because you're a bloody legend. And with that, we've, we've come to the end of another episode of At The Bridge Pod. Uh, we'll be back on Friday to discuss Premier League because it is back. And oh, yeah, we're so ready for Villa. I hope. Hopefully we've got a fully fit squad. Probably, maybe. So till then, that will be us signing off. You've been listening to At The Bridge Pod, a Chelsea FC podcast. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram by searching for At The Bridge Pod. And if you're listening on Apple or Spotify, leaving us a review is always appreciated.